thank you so much, uh, Ivy and Matayo, for that. Uh, I am so glad uh, to see you guys serve right here in the youth ministry. And yes, if you would like to serve and, uh, you know, give of your time and energy, the floor is always open. Just let us know on social media. Now, straight into Matthew chapter 3 and 4. Just a recap that the Gospel of Mark, which was written by John Mark, you know, the disciple of Peter. Uh, and throughout this book, John Mark kind of, not kind of, loudly uh, explains to us how Jesus is the Son of God. You know, Jesus, the Son of God, who was man. And he narrates these happenings, you know, for us to see the authority and the power that Jesus spoke with. And we see him healing many people and delivering so many people and doing so many great things. In fact, this is just a fun fact. Do you know why the Gospel of Mark is the shortest among the books? It's because John Mark was just a brief guy. The longest narration uh, that is, can be compared to the Gospels is actually the story that, of Jesus calming the storm. And we are going to see that in a short while. So we are in for a ride. We are just in chapter 3 and 4, but it feels the drama, the excitement, the power, the authority is just overwhelming. It's just overwhelming. Anyway, let's take a look at um, Mark chapter 3 and 4. And let's pray. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you've given us this opportunity to share of the word together. I pray that you may uh, speak to us. Uh, we are ready to listen to you. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So in chapter 3, we see uh, Jesus healing the man with a withered hand. But one of the things that stands out for me in Mark chapter 3 is verse 10. That says, for he has healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirit saw him, they fell before him and cried out, You are the son of God. And he strictly ordered them not to make him known. This is the kind of Jesus that the people experienced. They were so used to Jesus healing that they knew by the time they see Jesus, they are going to receive their healing. And I pray that we will also have that kind of faith to know that we can actually depend on Jesus because he is the one who has all the power. You know, by the, his stripes, we are healed. And so even our healing, we receive because of him. Now let's just take a, a jump into Mark chapter 4. And I love this parable because I've, I've had it throughout high school, through campus. I have just come to uh, read it uh, this past week. And it's so amazing that things just keep on popping up. And so let's read together. Just turn your Bible to Mark chapter 4. And we read. Again, he began to teach beside the sea and a very large crowd gathered around him so that he got the whole crowd beside him on the land. Verse 2 says, and he was preaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, listen, you know, Jesus had an interesting way of teaching. It's not a shock that he used parables throughout. And we are going to see them in this chapter. In this chapter, this chapter actually has four parables. And then the disciples are put to the test. Anyway, he tells them, listen, behold, a sower went to sow. 
and his sword some seeds fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it other seeds fell on rocky ground where it had not much soil and immediately it sprang up since it had no depth on the soil and when the sun rose it was scorched and since it had no root it withered away other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no grain and other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain growing up and increasing and yielding 30fold and 60fold and 100fold and he said he who has ears to hear let him hear now he is talking this thing he is he is narrating this parable to a multitude of crowds his disciples are there and the rest of the people are there But when we see in chapter 2 when he was alone the disciples decided hey maze we need to find out what Jesus meant and so Jesus I don't know which tone he used he said to them to you who has been given the secret of the kingdom of God but to those around outside everything is in parables so that they may indeed see but not perceive and may indeed hear but not understand lest they should turn and be forgiven You know it's always interested me to know why would it be that someone can read the scripture and not understand a thing why is it so you know it's only god who actually reveals these things to him but when we learn from the disciples as we are learning right now it is good for you to ask if you're not understanding it's god who reveals so ask him to reveal and he said to them do do you not understand this parable how then will you understand all these parables now to jesus this was a very simple uh parable and he said and the the sower sows the word and this is actually what we are focusing on today the word and these are the ones that fell along the path where the word is sown and where they hear satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them And in verse 16 it says and these are the ones sown on rocky ground the ones who when you hear the word immediately receive it with joy and they have no root in themselves but endure for a while and then when tribulation and persecution arises on account of the word immediately they fall away You know this reminds me of high school and uh, those of you who are in high school can relate Time I see you There were so many people who would you know raise their hands raise their hands and say you know I want to get born again throughout high school I think personally I gave my life to Christ more than 7 times just I want to get saved I would receive it with so much excitement but because I wasn't intentional in making it get root I would easily just fall off because of stunted growth the seed has to take its root in our hearts The gospel needs to pierce our hearts, you know, bring us to such a conviction that we intentionally search the scriptures for more. So it's not enough for us to listen to the word on Sunday and then wait the, the next Sunday, you know, for either Pastor Joshua or Pastor Wallace to preach and then we hear it and you know turn to our Bibles, you version, check it out and that's it and wait for people to share the scriptures uh, during the week. That's not enough. We need to intentionally sow this seed that God has generously uh, spread across our lives for us to be growth. You know, read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. But anyway, let's continue in ver- to verse uh, 17, uh, verse 18. And others are sown among thorns. 
They are those who hear the word, but the cares of this word, world and the deceitfulness of riches and desire for other things enter in and choke the word and it proves unfruitful. We are in difficult times and this is where our faith is put to the test. Do you actually trust in God to be your great provider or your great healer or your sustainer or the one who walks with you? Do you trust him enough? During these tough seasons, you know, as the Bible says, the cares of this world. And when we see J Jesus calming the storm, we see the disciples being put at a place where they need this is being tested. The care that they were about to drown, you know, Jesus is asleep. Does he not care? And in many situations, we look at Jesus like, you know, do you care? May we not be those people who the cares of this world chokes our faith to death. Verse 20 says, But those that were sown on good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. You know, the Bible says, you know, that you will know them by their fruit. Fruit is, is just the natural expectation of something that has been planted. My, at home, we have a mango tree. And there are many times that, uh, you know, it has been cut off because it's not bearing fruit. As we see in John chapter 15, when Jesus is talking about him being the vine and us being the branches, he says, anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and with us. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burnt. For us, for people to see, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ taking root in our lives, we need to show the fruit. And we use this, you know, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This, this is such a hard standard to maintain. But the process of sanctification is very necessary. We need to see progress in our lives. The gospel needs to work in our lives and we need to be intentional in allowing the gospel to work in our lives. We are not fighting against each other. We are together. And it's a blessing that the Holy Spirit actually dwells in us because he is the one who is doing the pruning. It's for us to be obedient and to plant and to work with God in our lives. There are three things that we, we are going to talk about today. You know, God sows indiscriminately. And he has chosen the word to be the saving power. You know, the word became flesh and lived amongst men. The word is actually what permeates our hearts. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. This is the word that we believe in, you know, by faith. This is the word that we hold on to for salvation. To anyone who believes. To you who believes, it's a simple thing. If you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you will be saved. That is how generously God has sown seeds all around us. Number two, the evidence of this word having taken root in our lives is gaining fruit. It is important for us as believers to bear fruit and fruit that will last. But, but most importantly, we need to ask ourselves, a very fundamental question. Is your perception about who God is influenced by the circumstances around us or who he says he is? You know, we see this in Jesus calming the storm in verse 35 of John chapter 4. 
where you know uh, at in verse 38 he says but he was in the stand sleeping on the cushion and they woke him up and said to him teacher do you not care that we are perishing and he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm and he said to them why are you so afraid have you still no faith and they were filled with great fear and said to one another who then is this that even the wind and sea obey him many times it is only human that circumstances dictate the kind of jesus we see in our lives john mark had to write this book for us to see jesus as the son of man but for us who are being choked by the worldly cares and the deceitfulness of riches have constantly defied the picture that we show to the world of who Jesus is we have greatly mis- misrepresented god and we can see this with the kind of faith that we see right now there is a lot of co- co- uh, conversation going on about the government and the policies that are being passed on in this nation may we not be those people who think and put our trust in man our trust continually needs to be on god and as kote reminded us you know there are three tenses in which god exists the past the present and the future he is the same yesterday today and forevermore he is constant what he says in his word is who he is he will never change regardless of the situation so let our image or the perception that we have about christ not be limited to the circumstances around us just because you don't have money right now doesn't mean that god is not the provider just because that you're sick right now doesn't mean that jesus is not the great physician jesus remains as who he is who has who he has said he is he is he is the son of man who came and dwelt amongst amongst men and i was reminded of a great hymn that we sing tis so sweet to trust in jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the lord may our perception about who god is remain to be what he has said in his word may we stand on those promises not because of our own things but because we know that jesus never changes that god never changes that he is the unchanging god he is the one we can depend on to be faithful in and out of our seasons you know he has been proved proven over and over throughout generations we see god and if you're then you've never actually you the perception about god that you have seen is the tainted one you know the one that people have shown you based on their experiences in my mother tongue uh we usually say that you have put jesus in the pocket of your shirt you've made him so small that he can fit uh, that pocket but jesus is greater than we can ever imagine and it is him who reveals himself himself to us so if you're there and you've never really experienced jesus i'd like to take to give you a minute to think about it think of who people have mis- have represented god to be in your life and who he has said in your word in his word think about it and whether it is consistent with who he has said he is and if you would like to give your life to christ it's as simple as believing in your heart and confessing with your tongue 
and just type, you know, I'd like to make a decision to follow Jesus with my life. He has sown the gospel indiscriminately to me. He has loved me, the wretched sinner that I am, the wretched man that I am. He loved me even before I loved him. That's the kind of God we serve today. And he is willing. He is drawing you closer to you. That is why he has given you this opportunity to listen to us today and to experience him in the comfort of your home. And if you're there and you, the picture that you have about Christ, yes, you're born again, but you struggle with the faith. You know, the word that is, it doesn't seem like it's settling down in your life. God is still able to help you, but you need to walk out your salvation, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. May we always be in awe of the Jesus that Mark is representing to us in the gospel. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this word that you have given unto us. Thank you for that person, that amazing person who you're convicting their heart. And I pray that, Lord, may you hold their hand May you remind them that you're working with them, that you have loved them with an everlasting love, that nothing can separate them from the love of God. I pray that you may fill them with the Holy Spirit, that the great helper to help him, him or her in this journey of faith. I pray that you will fill them with boldness to enable them to live out this gospel in this land of the living. And I pray for that believer who is still struggling with their faith, I pray that, Lord, may the worries of this life not taint the image that you have given of yourself in this word. I pray that we will always be reminded that you are the Son of God who came and dwelt amongst men. That you may show us what righteous living is all about. That you may show us the great sacrifice, the great extent to which the Father has loved us with. I pray that you will help us, Lord, be able to bear fruit and fruit that will last, that people will see the gospel working in us. So Lord, may your holy name be glorified. May you be magnified in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you.